0: Creation philosophy. I'm your host, Bocholo Cruz. It's episode 126. Got a guest here. He's a comedian and also the productions manager of SupersetYourLife.com. Colt Milton. What's up? Welcome to the show, Colt. What's up? How you doing? Doing great. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Cole and I we met you know, on you know Keto Carol's podcast. A few, it's been a few months like since I want to say that was like April or maybe maybe March but um yeah man uh I guess let's just let's just talk about comedy like how did you get into comedy cult yeah
1: oh man so I start, so I f- found myself doing a lot of sales presentations for past jobs and yeah. in, in situations where I wanted to work on my people skills and so I actually started studying comedians and when I was studying comedians, I studied Jerry Seinfeld and Brian yeah. Regan, and then just fell in love with the idea of making people laugh for a living. I was like, "Wow, yeah. that's that's actually possible. You can do that." And yeah. that, this was after high school, so I wasn't really familiar with much stand up comedy besides, you know, like Bill Cosby and everything. And yeah. on that subject, I definitely separate the yeah. art from the person. You yeah, know what I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> like, he is, he he is, and has been, and always will be one of the one of the masters. But yeah, I just got to a point in Jim Gaff again too. Those are a lot of my heroes, and yeah. um, who by a lot of my um, friends that also do stand up have told me that I kind of have um, elements of some of those influences mm-hmm. in my in my work. So um, yeah, I just fell in love with the art, and it was something that I really enjoyed once I got on stage too. After bombing a couple times, um, the first. A couple times were terrible, but I just really, really wanted to do it. And after I had a couple good sets, then it was just like addicting. Yeah, it was just there's there's an energy dynamic that's very, very hard to describe. But basically, as you know, when you're when you're killing and when you have a room of people that are laughing at something that you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, there's almost no feeling that compares with that but on the on the flip side when you're bombing there is nothing more humiliating <laughs> <laughs> for sure so yeah uh, you you never really you know you never really know which way it's going go to go too because yeah. the the crowd could be on your side the crowd the crowd could be not getting what you're saying um there's you know, like a microphone might not be working or something and so you got to factor in all these things if the set's not going your way it's like all right, what's well, happening? Is it, is it because of, is it like, do I, do I stink? Do I look funny? Do I, am, am I, am I, is what I'm saying not communicating correctly or, uh-huh. you know, and every crowd is different. Like some things work great in the Tacoma area and some things work great yeah. in the Seattle, some things work better in the Seattle area. And for whatever yeah. reason, I have a lot better time getting laughs in this, in the Seattle area than I do in Tacoma. Huh. Interesting. So,
0: yeah. And then, you know, crowds can be different too. You know, you could be, you could go to the same place, and then there could just be a, a different people in the crowd, right? And then like <laughs> the same jokes that you say, oh, it doesn't work, yeah. Like, All of a sudden, like, wait, what happened? <laughs> like, and it's the exact yeah. same joke. Yeah. You say it the exact, exact same way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah, that, that that's the thing with that kind of medium where there is like that immediate kind of feedback. you know, yeah. Because it's kind of it's kind of unique in that kind of art field where. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. well. I guess music, to a sense, but you can play music by yourself, and no one's gonna be like, "Hey." Yeah, <laughs> it's to- it's totally music. different, yeah. and you and yeah. you
1: and you notice it. Have you ever done any open mics where, or any shows where it's where like you're the only comedian?
0: Yeah, and it's like a mixed mic, and there are like yeah, there's like spoken word or poetry, or right? Musicians too. Because yeah. com- comedy is the
1: only time where it's like you, you you can you can tell on the spot how you're doing or not, and like yes. other other people can see, and it's so obvious because yeah. if you're getting laughs, it's working. If you're not, it's not working. But if you're yeah. playing music, like. There's no obligation on the crowd other than to maybe clap a little bit at the end to yeah. be polite. Yeah. And spoken word, same thing too. Like I, I hate following spoken word. That's probably the worst. No, but there's be, this...
0: because they're all like they're all in tune to be quiet. Yeah. They want. To, they want. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably and especially that. if it's yeah. a
1: place where they're not used to having stand up too. Have you ever yeah. played it? Have you ever played at Luther's Table? It's a no. Where's Luther's Table? At? It's it's in Renton. Okay. And it's one of the first mics that I that I found when I was. Yeah. Uh, when I was getting started a couple years ago, yeah. and I was, and they like weren't used to having comedians there, yeah. so um, it's also a church environment too, okay. so there's like no swearing or anything. Yeah. And so, um, e- even I, and I typically don't really have a lot of blue comedy, yeah, um, in, my, in my act at all anyway, but there's still some things that I was saying that were like borderline offensive and stuff. Yeah. That um, I had some people come up to me afterwards, and like, uh, you might want to be careful of this, this, and this next time you come <laughs> back, so yeah. I'm like sorry, yeah.
0: No, I definitely had instances. Like, I remember I did, I was like the only comedy act at this, uh, it was called the Retro Open Mic. It was this open mic in, at the UW campus that was mainly, it was mainly like rap and spoken word and yeah. like, and mainly music. And then one, me, one stand-up comedian, <laughs> like, on there. But it was interesting, it was cool because they had like, they had like a, live band like on stage and yeah. they also had like a dj so so that was cool I, I mean i didn't get to coordinate anything but sometimes the dj was like Rrr. did, <laughs> did like, they at least or, yeah. did,
1: did they at least introduce you as a comedian yeah they did okay and
0: it was kind of well clear that i wasn't doing spoken word yeah well <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes it gets heavy when <laughs> when you know some uh because you know how some spoken word goes it's like it's like material it's like this is <laughs> the like this. This is titled "My Struggle," and then just yeah. like you know, go, and like, oh, how about some jokes? <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Like from there, because yeah, that's yeah, usually
1: yeah. what spoken word is. Like yes. if it's poetry or something. Yeah. And so that that this uh, this person that I followed, she's yeah. a wonderful lady she's very very sweet and her yeah. and her poetry is amazing but yeah. it's not positive and no. it's, it's about her struggles it's usually,
0: yeah you know? no, that's the thing it's usually invoking emotion yeah typically negative but like in a positive light right like so that's
1: the that. mood everybody's yeah. in and, and, and people are quiet because they're being respectful exactly you know? and and so yeah. they, they they meet that they, that's why they continue to stay quiet during yeah. your set as a comedian yeah and
0: you know yeah I know it's always interesting like, trying to get the energy to switch <laughs> like from there because you know from a solemn from yeah. like a solemn like pause to like oh no now we're, in that, in that now event we're talking that, about jokes now. And that event that you were
1: at was that a mic or was that a yeah. or was or was, or was that an event? Or? It was like a
0: no, it was a mic but it was held in the in a theater so it was like it was quite a large I guess setting I don't want to say there's probably like maybe like 50 people in okay. like a small kind of theater setting yeah. like from there. So, so do yeah. you,
1: are, are, you are, are most of your performances done at clubs and at comedy venues or do you do yeah. most of your own booking? I
0: guess it's most yeah, it's mostly like I guess like I co- comedy venues now. But that was like back when I was started I didn't know that there were just strictly comedy mics. I am like, Yeah, well if it has a microphone I can talk comedy. <laughs> it. Isn't that how that works? Yeah. And then uh <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much like I remember that like starting out. But um yeah I know it's interesting. I think I think the bombing part is interesting too. Because I think it's very similar. Um, it's a it's a very similar thing to um to I would equate it to like like a physical fitness kind of thing, where you gotta when you're feeling great everything's easy or yeah. everything feels easy it's like oh you can accomplish that, but you have to you have to stick it with it when it gets like super tough, yeah. Or else you won't see progress. Yeah, right from there. everything. Yeah.
1: Everything is sets and reps. Yeah, and it's one of my. Biggest all-time favorite heroes is actually somebody who did stand up. Not yeah. a lot of people know this, okay. but he did do stand up. Uh, Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably as he was learning English. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it's still so crazy because didn't he learn English like through acting classes and like real estate? Yeah, he like sales or something like that. Through his first yeah. couple years
1: of bodybuilding, yeah. he 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 like didn't know. That's funny. Did you see the English? Arnold
0: poster? Oh, like, I didn't. To the left of you. Oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got I got an Arnold poster. That's yeah. the only poster of any bodybuilder is is, yeah. is in, in in my gym, aka yeah. my garage is yeah. uh, is Arnold. Here, yeah, so. my I,
0: gym, aka my garage as well. I know. But yeah, I guess, so I feel yeah.
1: even more at home than I already did when yeah. I came here.
0: But um, <laughs> yeah, I guess well, I it, the poster I can't quite read it, but it's talking about you know like the pain and how you're essentially like pain is a privilege. Yeah, it's exactly guess, what it says. Yeah.
1: And 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 stand up's the same way, and it's no, it's it's literally exactly. the exact same thing. I, I, yeah. I think that's what I love about him so much is he's yeah. done is he's done so many different things, and he used he used like you said physical performance and physical yes. fitness as a base for him to build off of, and then he's like, okay, if I can do enough sets and enough reps to be able to see a tangible result, then yeah. great, I can apply it to something else, and that's kind of how how I started too, and, and oh, what's, sure. what's helped me a lot in comedy and in business yeah. and. And even in marriage too, and just in everything yeah. else, is that once you is is that once you realize sets and reps and sets and reps and how that's how you achieve success in anything, then mm-hmm. you can apply it to to anything else. And that's the whole reason that I got started in bodybuilding was yeah. at, was at a point in my life where I wasn't seeing wasn't man I wanted to be a millionaire before I was like 24, 25 yeah. years old, and that didn't yeah. exactly happen. Yeah. So um, I, was, I was I was just like you know, at a, I was just at a point where I was where where I was like. I need to see tangible results and feel better about myself. And so I picked mm-hmm. up his book, The uh, Bodybuilding Encyclopedia, and read it cover to cover and just got yeah. so inspired. And I was like, man, I want to I step on stage. This is what I want to do. So I, yeah. a couple of years ago, I did my first bodybuilding competition and mm-hmm. um, didn't even, didn't even really do that well the first year. I didn't look that good, but it just gave me a taste of... How much fun it was, and not have not being able to play hockey anymore because that was something that that my wife and I both did in college. Is how we met. Actually, was oh, really? hockey was and hockey. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and music, yeah. yeah. Um, and and so that you know, I, I had this hole in my heart where I was like, man, I miss being an athlete and I miss yeah. hockey so much. Just like competition, yeah. Yeah. And so bodybuilding yeah. replaced that, and you know, I can I can I can be a husband, I can be a dad, I can do other stuff because I'm not committed to a team schedule or anything. It's like as long as I yeah. as, as as long as I eat what I'm supposed to and train. What and train what I'm supposed to train, then I can pretty much, um, I can pretty much work my life around that. And so after the second year, I did I did a bit better. And the third third year, I did better than I did the first couple of years. Still not a pro yet, but it just gave me a way to see that if I put in time and work, that it's just a very tangible, very real life way to to apply success principles. And then mm-hmm. once you have that foundation down, then you can apply it to to anything else. So.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I th- I think that I think that competition element is like an important part. It's like an important part of life, or particularly when you're trying to see results. Yeah. You know, because you need, because you need that kind of, you need that kind of outside pressure to push you. Yeah. Because it's like, there's always like, uh, the the always interesting aspect of me of like sports or like any kind of competition in general, is it, it's always interesting to see the people you know because i play like variety of sports as well but there's like there's those there's those people that in practice they're they do so well but then when it comes to like the actual game or competition they like they falter and it's always interesting to be seeing that disconnect it's like man what what is the difference between what they you know what they're doing the same thing like let's say like you know you know someone in hockey that's like great in practice but like in games isn't like I don't know this is not even like seventy percent of where how good they are. It's like, man, what is causing that disconnect? Like from there, like why is it translating? Absolutely. That's always been that's always been like fascinating to me, and I think it's not because I don't think it's a physical thing. It's not like they physically can't do it. It's almost like they're mentally not allowing themselves to do it. Yeah. Or it's like something kind of something's happening. It's really
1: easy to get in your own way. Yeah. Have you heard of the book or read the book, The Inner Game of Tennis? Yes, I have
0: read that book. The Inner Game okay. of Tennis. Yeah, no, it's I, I've, it's very true. I think that's the thing. It's like people getting in their own way, making it harder yeah. than it needs to be on themselves. Self one and yeah. self two. You have you yeah. have so
1: much capability and, yes. so, and so much potential and so much that you can do if you know how to unlock it properly. But mm-hmm. that but the the self one aka the conscious mind yeah um, isn't isn't designed to be able to act spontaneously and to yeah. be in a state of flow
0: yeah yeah no that I, when I read that book it was like oh yeah that's that's very true because it's almost like you're yelling. You're, you're, yeah. you're yelling at yourself. Hey, do better. <laughs> it's, <like, laughs> well, it's like it's not. That's not gonna get you the results that you need. Right. And like,
1: and like from a on. practical yeah. point, it's like all right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a slap shot. Okay. Yeah. There's. There's. About a zillion things that technique wise that, that that are going through your mind when you're yeah. when you're doing a slap shot, and you you, you want to start with the weight on on your on your on your left foot I'm left yeah. handed on the ice yeah. and then um, and then it's gonna transition to your right foot and there's your hand's gotta be in a certain spot and mm-hmm. you wanna pull with your right arm and, and your left arm's gonna fall and then you gotta remember your follow through and you gotta remember where where, where your eyes are. Yeah. And and there's there's also there's all these things that you're that you're thinking about but you can't think about every single one of those yeah while you're actu- while you're in in the in the heat of the game, right? I and mean, yeah. this needs to happen like that. Yeah. So the what's what's more effective basically what summarizes the book is to visualize where that puck is going and visualize yourself slapping that puck <laughs> yeah. um as in one fluid motion as a visual instead of a list of all these things you got to remember yeah and, and when i when i made that transition my accuracy what was was exponential after that yeah it was it was 10 times better and then yeah. i was and then i was getting the puck exactly where i wanted it to go instead mm-hmm. of in, instead of just um trying to remember all these details that just i mean no no nobody has the ability to keep track of within their conscious
0: mind oh yeah for sure it's it's just too it's too long a list of variables in that kind of way but that was it's interesting how it is you getting out your own way to let yourself actually do it yeah like from from there have you um have you seen that documentary, The Last Dance, with with Michael Jordan? Oh, I haven't seen that one. I much. haven't seen it. It's like I would I would recommend it, but I mean, I'm like not that huge a basketball fan, but it's just like it's just like anything when you listen to someone who's just like a high achiever or someone that's you know um, that's accomplished a lot in, in their life. There's like you know like or if you're listening to like an Arnold, there's just some. Quality about them that it it was it's not it wasn't a coincidence that they ended up being great. Exactly. If, if anything, it like it was kind of inevitable just with the with what they did. Yeah. Like from from there, so it's always it's always interesting to me seeing, you know, seeing like yeah the sets and reps, seeing the tangible things that, that they did that led up to their success. Yeah. Because it's like there, there's a lot of unseen things. It's like that success iceberg. Right. You know. It's like <laughs> people only no. It's like you know, people only see like. You know the championships and blah 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 like all that. They don't see like the work that led like up there, which is the majority, which is like ninety, if not like more yeah. percent of like what and, their lives were. And you yeah. don't see it until you're in the heat
1: of it, either. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like with, with, we're in the we're in the middle of a startup right now with SupersightYourLife.com. Yeah. dot com, and yeah. all of the and all of the behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff that goes into putting together a business plan to be able to present to somebody is it's. Yeah. Um, it's there's way more aspects of it than i thought there was. i'm like okay i gotta write a business plan it's gonna take a couple days it's like no well i need to i need to become an expert on accounting i need to become an expert on corporations i need to become an expert on this and on that like just to be able to write this thing and put it together so yeah yeah
0: so i guess i guess on that note so then how did uh how did supersetyourlife.com like start out
1: oh like, man it's yeah. it started as well so the the idea of the of the concept superset your life yeah. came from that's something that i thought about when i was actually reading arnold's book okay and when i got familiar with the concept of what a superset is and yeah. i'm sure you understand what a superset yeah, is yeah. as, a, as, a, as a as a trainer yeah so um it's working one um for it from in in weightlifting terms it's working one muscle group and then another muscle group right after, and it could either be the same muscle group or a different muscle group. Yeah. Um, so if it's the same muscle group, then the method is to pre-fatigue the muscle that's being trained. Um, the more common, commonly known way to perform a superset is to use opposing muscle groups, which is yeah. where, I like, for um, Arnold's favorite, to, to, to use somebody that we both look up to, right? um, yeah. to use Ar- to use Arnold's favorite. Superset he would do a set of bench, and then he would do a set of chin-ups and that was like his classic thing, yeah so he would work his chest and he would work his back and for whatever reason, there's a lot of reasons, but studies will show that you will perform better on both exercises yeah if in as opposed to as opposed to, to just simply resting between sets, there's something that happens that makes you better at bench when you do a chin up. Uh-huh. So, uh, I'm, a, I'm a very, very methodical dude, mm-hmm. and it drives my wife nuts. Like, <laughs> I, like I will sit and yeah. ponder about something and be thinking about it, and yeah. then two hours later, like, we're talking about a business concept or something, and she's like, I'm fried. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> just getting started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so when i was when i was thinking about this concept i was like wow like a super set you could apply that to anything so like yeah. I, so like when i'm when when i when i train like when i do a workout in a broader sense mm-hmm. then my mind is in a peak state yeah. as long as i don't as long as i don't have a post workout meal if i wait and have a post workout meal later uh, my my insulin isn't spiked or anything and i'm still in a and i'm still in that flow state and, mm-hmm. I, and i'm actually like at my most creative most productive states. so i intentionally put things in my calendar after my workout yeah. that are important that need my full attention and my full engagement i do that after my workout oh yeah um and make sure i don't kill myself in your workout because then that kind of defeats the purpose right you want to work the muscle not kill it yeah. so then once i then once i do that then i you know, i, I do, do something business related or do, do something do something with my brain yeah Okay, and then sleep, and then the and then the next day I'll find myself performing in the, for performing in the better performing better in the gym because I didn't overwork myself and because yeah. I worked a, worked a different quote unquote muscle so to speak. Yeah. and So I just thought about wow, you could apply this to relationships, you could apply this to basically anything else. You know, I get people that um, I, I get pe- people that have that have asked me nobody that really knows me well, but um, from the outside looking in, I've had people ask ask me or ask taylor like does it bother you how much time your husband spends working out and that he literally works out every single day yeah and she was like no it doesn't bother me it bothers me when he doesn't get his work out because then you don't want to be around him (laughs) yeah Yeah. so um so it's just yeah so it's just a constant so so the concept is something that i wanted that that i wanted to apply uh to basically anything and so Mm -hmm. i was like man i want to I i want to write a book about this to um to get this message across to people. And yeah. the, and, and the, the, the book is something to where it's like, I don't feel like I have any right to write a success book until I've, until I'm successful. successful? <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, so yeah. let's, let's, let's get, let's get that taken care of first. And so, yeah. um, yeah, um, super started when, uh, when the pandemic started and, yeah. uh, that's a different subject. So I'm not sure if, if you wanted to head that direction with it now or, uh, might might as well. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So the pandemic started, yeah. right. And, um, and, and and as an avid get, avid gym goer, I was, like, literally ready to kill somebody if I didn't get my workouts in. Like, yeah. I, like the, the gym's closed, and I was, like, literally devastated. Like, I felt yeah. like my life was going to end, right? It's an addiction, but I classify it as a better addiction than the normal addiction. No, no, no for sure.
0: <laughs> like, like I, yeah. I have
1: to do it. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't go to the gym, and so I, I was... I was I was just I was thinking that it was gonna get over soon like everybody was. Yep. And I did more push-ups and more chin-ups and more body weight squats and more sprints and more sit-ups than anybody could imagine. And I was just getting sick of it. And I was like, all right, like we need to isolate biceps. Like we need to yeah. like I need to hit my rear delts. Like I need to hit all these muscle groups that yeah. are getting neglected right now. I need to lift something heavy. So we invested in some basic gym equipment for our home and made a garage gym kind of like what you have here and then yeah. um when it came to the to the dumbbells i started making dumbbells out of concrete because i okay. had a yeah i had a i had a friend that um had a skull shaped mold that okay. he would he would make these he would make these skulls out of yeah. cement that would sit in your fireplace and they just basically sit there and look cool like while you're yeah. while, while you're cooking something so I asked if I could borrow that mold, and I learned how to, I relearned how to pour concrete, because it was a while since I did that for for work. Okay. And um, learned, and I I would take pieces, like just junk pieces of pipe, and uh, made, and, and, and was just using that single mold, and it would take me two weeks to make one pair of dumbbells because I'd have to pour it, let it dry, clean all my tools, pour it, let it dry, clean all my tools, and so it took forever but I finally made my first pair of dumbbells and I was like all right like it's you know it looks badass it's got a skull on each side like I just, this is this is kind of fun so yeah yeah you know painted it and put in uh, weight weight them and yeah. put the numbers on them and everything yeah. and then I was and then I was like hmm, I wonder if you know you know and I was because I was looking for used gym equipment that's the reason yeah. I, I didn't buy dumbbells is I wanted real dumbbells and I was like yeah. well, this is just the best that I could make and then yeah realized there was a 600% increase in the cost of used equipment, not yeah. new equipment, but used equipment. Yeah. You couldn't, you because, couldn't get because it. Because of, of the demand of it. Yeah. Right? yeah Dude, yeah, I was yeah. calling everybody. Yeah. I was calling big five. I was yeah. calling Dick Sporting Goods, looking yeah, everywhere online and you couldn't find it anywhere. No. Everything was sold out. Yeah. So that's why I resorted to making them. Yeah. And then I just posted it on offer up. I was like, all right, let's, let's see, it, see if it sells. And boom. Sold it for like, I think 50 bucks. My, my first pair. And I was like, all right, well, make another one and sell them i sold it for 135 bucks and then i was like wow okay and that kind of became my msrp because yeah. the market research that i did i found that was a fair price you know yeah. it wasn't like overcharged or anything and yeah. so um for a, for a premium pair of dumbbells um, first couple of pairs so we started making them and sell them after after that and was able to get some more molds from my for from my concrete guy that had the that had the molds yeah and uh i and, and so the first couple of pairs that we made, the only problem with them was the dumbbells were a little long, okay. Um, and so they were like bigger, and I had some complaints from some customers saying that they didn't like that. But then I had some bodybuilders that said, "Bro, when you be, because the handles are a little long, yeah, um, there's actually a weight distribution factor that when you curl at the top, it incorporates more of the short head of the bicep." Interesting. Because they have to
0: balance it as as they're lifting it? Yeah, because the
1: long head of the bicep flexes your elbow. It's the antagonistic muscle group to the triceps. And then the short head of the bicep is responsible mostly just for rotating. And so when you do both of those at the same time, the weight distribution makes that part of it more challenging, thereby huh. using more of the short head of the bicep. So this is something that we need a patent. We might want to edit this out of the podcast. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so we we got the so we got the patent on the on the on the design of it. That's the first thing that we did. Yeah. And then um, the this is going to be a very complicated patent. So we're going to need to use part of our capital investment to um, to protect this part of it. But basically. Um, that's it. So that's what makes the functionality of it um, more advantageous than just like a, a standard dumbbell. So um, so my wife and I were getting excited about the idea of selling these, and we thought of it as a temporary, like, secondary kind of fun source, yeah. of, source of income. You know, maybe, like, meet some new clients and kind of that, that kind of thing, and we'd be done with it. Um So, I called somebody that I knew from from the gym a while ago to help me market these things and um, his his name his name is bennett and I, and i from what I remember of him um remembered that he had quite an extensive um sales education and marketing education um just really smart guy, and so I gave him a call and he came over and um I was expecting it to be like a half hour forty five minutes just kind of point me in the right direction, help me get yeah. set up on shopify kind of thing. Um, we love Shopify by the way it's freaking amazing it's, <laughs> it, like they help you track inventory that's a completely different conversation but um, had Bennett come over and then over the course of um, what I thought was going to be a half hour 45 minute cup of coffee it was probably three or four hours later um, we're, we're both just amped and like I barely knew this guy and he barely knew me like we barely remembered each other and, <laughs> and, and we, yeah. we were just like best friends after that and then ever since then we've been talking every single day and he's helped me He's I'm I'm the I'm I'm the workhorse. I'm the one that does um, mo- most 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 things in in regards to our business. Taylor, Taylor and I are both together, so we're the ship, and he's 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 the he's the rudder. So he gets mm-hmm. me pointed in the right direction. you mm-hmm. know what I mean, um, so he's a part owner over it, and and, and Taylor and I are the, own the majority of the company. Um, but yeah, and then it just became such a bigger picture after that. We're like, wow, like why, you know, like if we if we're gonna if we're if we have a unique product that that customers are really enjoying, and we're selling this many. Um, and we're selling this many of them with um, out of of concrete I mean concrete's not a good material to use for gym equipment because you drop it on the ground and it's gonna crack and so we've been you know protecting them with rubber and um coating and making them as strong as we possibly can i've actually i've actually sourced some material to put in the concrete that helps it mix better so you have to use less water Hmm. um so so they're, they're actually pretty strong like they're not cheap they're good high quality products and everything that we've sold has been um but we realized that we needed to move on the cast iron and move and move on to something um stronger so um we got to a point to where we um Wanted to you know make more than just twenty five and thirty five pound <clears throat> dumbbells, which is all I was able to make for for the for for the um, for the first couple batches, and then once we um, started getting a lot more demand for like thirty five pounds, forty five pounds, all the way up to sixty pounds, we got creative with how to make those. So got together with an with an engineer and figured out how to um, just get all the calculations down and 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 um, and how to produce um the same product heavier so we did that and for that we needed um, a bunch of steel supplies steel supplies were about a little over a thousand dollars and we and we had been bootstrapping everything up to that point because people are like oh there's a halfway decent profit margin on these products and i'm like yeah like on paper it looks like it but but like all that money that that all that the, the the profit or earnings or whatever you want to call it that we that we make from selling these things like that's going to patents that's going to legal fees that's going yeah. to incorporation that's going to yeah. consultations like we're like we're not we're not profitable yet like this is yeah. like that that, that money is, is is needed so um you know a lot a lot of it's been a lot of random people a lot of supportive friends and family um but yeah no no marketing as of yet everything that we've sold has just been to uh, pretty much just on offer up and and facebook marketplace haven't like paid for any advertising or anything oh, okay. um so then we so then we needed this this thousand dollar steel order and for us like that's a lot of money like we've never had to borrow a large <laughs> amount of money before and i know it's not yeah. a lot of money but like for us we're like yeah. man like relatively so yeah. yeah this was supposed to be a side project like yeah. are we really going to do this and it was just a leap of faith and so i uh contacted an angel investor and asked for a thousand dollars and paid him back within and bought bought bottle of steel supplies made everything sold everything and then paid him back eleven hundred dollars which is probably like our biggest confidence boost that we've had since starting this and then we're like okay like we can we can we can we can borrow money we can we we can um and we can we can pay it back now so um and then started doing curl bars too um buying Bar, um, get buying bars, cutting them down to size, and bought a bar bender so I could cut them to the Olympic to, to the uh, standard size of an Olympic curl bar, mm-hmm. and then from there, uh, so so that's our two products now. Working on the design patent for that, and um, yeah, it just got to a point to where through through a bunch of connections, we were just like, you know what, it's just it's not it's not we don't have the infrastructure anywhere nearby to be able to make these professionally and make it worth our time Mm -hmm. no like even if i could do it there's no way it would be worth my time to be able to do this so uh, yeah since then we decided to outsource um our supplies from from china so our prototypes are they should be in china right now we couldn't ship them directly there because of covid19 so we shipped them to malaysia and Mm -hmm. then we had them forward them to china for us so they have our prototypes and a good close importer friend is generously um gonna help me travel over there and narrow it down to a couple different factories that okay. we can get to compete with each other mm-hmm. to manufacture these things for us and then that's what we're going to use our initial capital investment for is for the first couple of containers of that ship that to our new home and warehouse in vancouver washington and then from there it's off to the races and it's sell sell sell
0: <laughs> wow and i mean certainly such a wide you know, so, so, such a big jump from something that you know. Oh, sorry, that's my fly zapper right there. But, okay. Got <laughs> it. not, not, yeah. But um, yeah, such a big jump from something like oh, I'll just I just need some gym equipment too. Now yeah. you got like a fully like fun like, you know, full business out of this. Yes. Yeah. So, and, so, and all because yeah. of the pandemic. Like yeah. this,
1: this wouldn't have happened if if the gym no, yeah, the gym closed, yeah. You know, yeah. I'd still be I'd still be working my nine to five job. I'd, I'd still yeah. I'd still I'd still be. You know, we, we, would, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have this opportunity that we have now So yeah absolutely so, yeah. it's amazing how it's all worked out
0: I know, I know for sure and it's um, well, I guess like jumping back to like the superset your life thing it's, it, it is interesting how you know you get that well superset you know different muscle groups but also just you know we're talking about in the general sense of like getting your physical and your mental pretty much like work, working together and how, how how important it is like your physical health yeah To like just how You process the day mentally Is like Is essential like, I guess I totally agree I like, I mean I, I work out every day I have to like You know work, uh, In the morning like, I go work out And then It's like Yeah pretty much If there's a day that goes by that, that you know That I don't work out There's really no I guess good reason For me not to work out Unless I'm like Resting or somehow injured. Well, you got from, your gym here. You I no, no, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I got no, yeah, there's like, like transportation is not, yeah, it's like, oh man, no, gym too far away, <laughs> like, all the way downstairs. But, uh, yeah, and then, but that's the thing, it's not even, yeah, it's gotten to the point where it's just a habit, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like brushing your teeth or, you know, putting, like, uh, making your bed or eating breakfast it's just like no it's just that—that—that that's that just what I do it's like if it's if it's not what I do then something's that something's yeah, happened I, I can relate you know, to everything yeah. you said except for making yeah. your bed Make because
1: your bed. Yeah. um yeah, so I, I, you're you're single, right? Yeah. Oh no, I, I have a fiance. Oh, you do? But yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: congratulations! Oh, man. Thanks, man. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, sad. I also made up the making of your bed. I never do that. Okay. I was like, man, for what? Oh, that's the thing, man. I always like hear people. Oh, you gotta make your bed. I'm like. Why though? I'm just gonna lie down there. I know. At the end of the day. It's always like something like that makes that makes no sense. Yeah. But uh, my, my but wife yeah. is a saint, dude. She yeah. is so diligent about that, yeah. and it's, it's just like,
1: I, yeah. like when I look at a bed, like I like I don't even know how to make it. Yeah. Like, like when I when, when I when I crash at somebody else's place, because I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna crash at a relative's tonight, and so, yeah. um, and then I'll head back home tomorrow. But yeah. um, but but like whenever whenever I stay at somebody else's place by myself, and I have to make the bed, I'm like all right, how do I do this again? Like, I have to yeah. think back to college. That was yeah. the only time yeah. I ever had to make my bed was after yeah. I left home. And that was yeah. when I realized that beds don't make themselves. Like, like th- this this is something you actually have to do. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I think, I don't know, I think that that's just... Uh, I don't know, it could be because I was, had to make my bed as a child and I was like, no, one, <laughs> one day when I'm on my own, I won't need to do this. And yeah. then I just ever since yeah ever since then like nope don't need to do this anymore yeah <laughs> i was like yes yeah, why would i need to i'm just going right back in here when the day is done yeah it's gonna look the same yeah <laughs> uh, and then yeah. washing
1: sheets too that's yeah. the other thing i like there was probably three or four weeks went by and it was yeah. hot in the summer when i went to college and so it was okay so i was you know sweating and yeah i was like what is that smell? <laughs> I didn't realize that you yeah. had to wash your sheets. Heat. Okay, like,
0: oh, man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> these necessary actions. That's a wake-up call. A <laughs> uh, Wake-up call to clean up your act. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. And now, so you got so you got superset your life. You got the you're, you got the, the dumbbells. Yeah. And then I guess like so what's what started I guess like your your own like podcast or your own show like what what inspired you to do that? Podcasting
1: yeah. is something I always wanted to do. Yeah. And it started when I was working in a warehouse and just listening to a bunch of podcasts cause Yeah. I started started my warehouse job because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and so yeah. I, you know do entrepreneurial stuff on the side and I specifically wanted a job to where it didn't require a lot of like mental focus and so uh-huh. that I could work with my hands, but, you know, stay thinking about my own businesses on the the, the side and um, listen to podcasts throughout the day. So that's really how I got started into it. And then I just got, I was just infatuated with the whole community and the concept of a podcast because it's like a radio show that you can stop and play any time at your convenience. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you can find a podcast on anything yes anything that i that i ever want to learn the first place i go is itunes podcasts yeah <laughs> and, I, and i and i download something yeah. on it and there's probably
0: I, an episode about this yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: i'm sure i'm sure there is yeah. but like it's crazy though like literally anything you want to know you can find it on a podcast and the annoying thing is sorting through the podcasts that like are actually that actually have good content and the ones that um bait you with content or with a title, and then you find yeah. that it's like mostly a, a, like a promotion or yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, like, pe- like
0: a clickbait title kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: and people don't work for free; it's yeah. a business, and I get it. And and are are we going to monetize our podcast? Not anytime soon, if we yeah. if we ever do, because that's not that's not the point. The point is we're building a brand. Yeah. But um, you know, as I don't know, as, as long as I can come out of it with like an actual takeaway or or some entertainment, then that's kind of what I'm looking for. But yeah, fun fact, I guess the number one most um search for genre of podcast is comedy oh
0: comedy okay
1: yeah and 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 all the comedians right now are out of work yeah Yeah. so that's why there's so many comedians that are starting podcasts and yeah taylor and i were just like all right like now's our time to actually do what we've always talked about doing which is start a podcast it could be part of the business part of the brand and have um a variety of people that are uh, have a variety of topics primarily around health and around the concept of supersetting your life which for me a big part of it is comedy because it's it's important for mental health man like you gotta laugh like especially especially right now you know so it's just such a vital part of health which is why it has such a an important part on, on on our podcast
0: yeah i totally agree i think the if anything it's the way i look at it like, I f- I f- it's like it's like that kind of balance kind of thing it's uh, if anything like the more intense you know stuff like you know i been, mean, you know martial arts been fighting and and all that and then people go like, oh how does like comedy like relate to that i'm like well it's kind of it's kind of like the opposite factor you know kind of like in the super setting your life kind of thing it's like if you have something that's like you know like an intense competition like you know like fighting where you're you know in in like a physical battle with like another person. And then sometimes you just need something where you're just laughing. Yeah. You know, because like life isn't serious all, yeah. all, all, all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's why you know, I can't laugh that I had some, you know, like teammates or train partners like, no, this is my life. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a warrior and I think a warrior's path always. I'm yeah. Like, all right. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like... <laughs> so, I was like, it's pretty boring if you ask me, but it's yeah. like, you know, I always, like, appreciate like, jokes and humours and lightheartedness, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's, like, it's a silly thing, it's it's a silly thing we do, where, I think, ultimately, I find fighting kind of silly, as, 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 like, you know, as serious as a sport is, I'm like, well, it's like, you know, two people that agree to fight each other in a cage, like, how serious could it be, right <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's a silly concept if you look at it like, like yeah. that, so that's why, and really, I have a lot of, because a lot of, there's all these like notions about fighters and, and that's what i like about you know this show where i'm able to interview like a bunch of fighters and you see like no it's just like they're not like they're not raised by wolves they're just like you know some people that end up finding you know yeah. finding like a unique like outlet yeah for their the thing and it's just yeah they're just they're people too and yeah they just, the, the, the concept of fighting from is yeah.
1: from, from from that perspective is very funny and, yes. and, the, and the concept and and. and you know look and look at yeah. bodybuilding now like you're, yeah. you're standing you're you're standing <laughs> on stage and f- yeah. like wearing basically nothing in yeah. front of a whole bunch of people that you don't know they are <laughs> taking pens to paper and judging you. like that's a funny concept yeah so, some of my so, some of my favorite places to perform stand-up is actually at bodybuilding shows and competitions yeah. and and i'll just go up as a enter- entertainment and, yeah. and for 10-15 minutes do a set and uh, you know it gives everybody a chance to relax a little bit and laugh and you know be, be entertained but um yeah it's, that's it's, it's just a group of people that I, that I that i love and that i can relate to and mm-hmm. you know i just i feel i feel my element there when i when, when i do that so yeah
0: oh yeah no no, for sure it's, it's like it's like that shared struggle you mm-hmm. know it's like there's there's something there's something about that being able to relate to other people you know i'm sure you can relate to other bodybuilders because you've shared the same struggle yeah they have you know and you know the lifting the the you know the meal prep the ha- having mm-hmm. to you know ha- having to be like at, at a weight class you know that kind of thing or yeah. having to be a certain weight or body fat percentage like from there it's like yeah. th- it's like the same thing like with me and the other fighters because we you know how to do the struggles like from there and you have to like i mean yeah it's like not pleasant at the time yeah, you, mean, you, you, know all, you know you know all
1: about the meal prep and the oh. and, and the making weight and everything oh yeah sure. for
0: sure just the same thing and just pre- terms of preparation but it's like you know, that's not, that, that, that's not like the fun or, you know, the, or I guess, you know, it's not like the, the plus side, yeah. <laughs> the benefits, it's just the things you have to do to, to get to where you want. So yeah. it's like, yeah, being able to make light of those factor, you know, to smile and laugh about it is like, it's an important factor, you know? Yeah. Cause you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get through it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, okay. I guess what's your... So what yeah you said yeah you you plan on like going on a trip to see like you know the factories like when when is this coming up It's going to happen as yeah.
1: soon well given our relationship that we have with the Chinese thanks to our president yeah. his <laughs> amazing people skills <laughs> Yeah <laughs> not sure when that's going to happen but uh, is uh, other than just as, as soon as possible as soon as, yeah. as soon as I can get over there yeah we need to make sure that the um that that our, that our people over there have the uh, the prototypes in their hand, and that we can um, communicate with them by email and by phone. Um, what we what we need, and then once we narrow it down to a couple of factors we'll go over there. And then, yeah, make it a bit of a fun trip. I've never been to China before. I've been yeah. I've, I've i've been overseas a couple of times, but never to Asia. So, okay, um, definitely want to hit up some product exhibitions and not like mess around while I'm over there because that's probably gonna be because that's probably gonna come out of our capital investment as well. Our seed round, we're gonna be starting our seed round pretty quick here um that's going to come um not from banks yet because we're too risky quote-unquote risky yeah, risk, e- yeah even like we've proven it to ourselves that this business model works we just need to um have the, have the higher quality products and put two and two together and then boom there it is but um it's still for for anything venture capital or anything we're, we're going we're getting creative with how this uh, seed round is going to come around but yeah probably costs like five thousand dollars um, if my math is correct by the time that we, by the time that we're done. So yeah, and it's just, it's just me going over too. We're trying to factor in Bennett and me going over together and we're just like, oh man, that's going to cost way too much. And it's not really hundred percent necessary for two people to be over there. So
0: yeah. Nice. How about, well, I guess like in, in our state, there's like, there's kind of like no comedy like really going around. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah and I, I was
1: area. I was hoping there might be something more in the Portland area too with us yeah. having moved to Port- we 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 moved to Vancouver, Washington because we wanted to stay in the state of Washington and yeah. still be kind of close to where a lot of our family is here yeah. in the Seattle area. Yeah. Uh, Bennett lives here, my importer lives here, my attorney lives here and so like we have enough people and reasons to not want to get too far away. Yeah. But there's clearly a much bigger market for this industry that we're involved in now that um in the in the Portland area than in okay. the Seattle area. Yeah, so. there's a there's a good fitness scene and a bodybuilding scene here but you know at the end of the day Seattle's the place that you that that you that, that you go if you want to work at Boeing or, yeah. or have a or or, ha, or have a job at Microsoft or something and yes. obviously much more than that but uh, it's it's more it's more corporate and less um and, and and we we feel more at home being in Vancouver, Washington okay. and in the and, and the whole Portland area in general really so um, I felt like I was on the I was, I was in the middle of another point, and that was just, and that was just a rapid trail oh <laughs> we were talking about comedy. yeah, and so yeah, i was ho- I was hoping to hit up some clubs down there, but of course those aren't open up yet, yeah they seem to be opening faster here than they do down there, so yeah, I guess I, guess I screwed myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well it's, it's not it's not a race, it's just a matter of like you know yeah, doing doing the work and getting and getting the time, I guess,
1: yeah, have you gone to yeah. any clubs at all lately no
0: they well, none. Of, i guess yeah, nothing open, I know there's like a there's supposed to be some stand-up in the park or like you're yeah like, you're I was I was gonna nuts. go to that tonight actually yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I, I got I got a meet I got a meeting with Bennett um, yeah. at 4.30 and that start yeah. and the sign-ups there at 5.30 so I'm not sure if I'll make it or not yet like yeah. we're he, he and I like if we get on a tangent like we'll, we'll be we'll be just on our computers for hours working together. But, <laughs>
0: yeah no. just a methodical sense of you just grind it. yeah
1: yeah but I'd like yeah. I'd like to go to the park know it's, it is it's better than nothing and, and the guy that's promoting it seems to be a cool guy and so we're just we're just all doing what we can right now
0: yeah yeah I'm looking I'm looking to do that hopefully well maybe yeah because I'm yeah because I've just been busy well I guess not busy I've just been training as usual but I don't yeah. know I'll probably head down there but with how, with how dark it is probably gonna be <laughs> probably gonna need flashlights or something yeah <laughs> like, just this is like new stand-up set I feel like I'm telling a scary story with a <laughs> flashlight over my face like well, that it starts but, at yeah. 6
1: so it shouldn't be that bad but the smoke that might I feel make like it the bit... smoke
0: will be yeah but also feel like as it gets you know past like if they keep doing it, if it as it gets like past September like come October and November oh like, yeah like, I would imagine it would get darker yeah like from there but um, gotcha yeah that was yeah, just really. Yeah.
1: Have you been practicing your, your your sets at all?
0: I've been, I guess not practicing. I guess I just been thinking about yeah. sets and like and writing stuff down. Just thinking, just thinking about jokes. Yeah. And that kind of thing. I guess I'm in a. I'm I'm in a job. I'm in like a sales environment too, in terms of like my, my day job. So mm-hmm. I guess I talk to a lot of people. I guess it gives me a good chance, like to I don't know, try try stuff out. But yeah. you know, But i have still gotta you know go back to like the main point but i guess yeah no, i guess i've just been trying to stay sharp and like kind of, uh, along with you know shows like this and just turns like talking to people yeah and, and getting a hold of that but yeah. How, how about you call have you been like practicing or trying not practicing <laughs> you know like
1: i should be yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah I, I i used to over practice to the point yeah. to where i was to, to where i was described as being scripted on stage ah. and that's pretty accurate if, especially if i'm nervous it's yeah. like okay i say everything just like how i'd rehearse but people don't want to see a performance yeah. fr- from you They yeah. the, the, your, your crowd regardless of who your crowd is they always want it, they just want you to be authentic and they'd rather you go up and um you know and and, and and stutter a little and stutter a little bit and be authentic and be talking to them as opposed to um just saying what you had Pre-rehearsed, and it was very evident the amount of time and effort that I put <laughs> into writing my jokes, um, and and uh, and 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 developing my act. But uh, for that for that reason, I've really been trying to lay off of the practicing and yeah. focus more on um, and and focus more on having a concept and having an idea of what I want to say and just let and, and just trying it out and so instead of doing all this work on the back end to develop my act um not getting too far ahead of myself so write a little bit um uh, perform it write a little bit perform it write a little bit perform it and go back and forth instead of writing a whole bunch and then getting it ready and then and then going man this 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 concept isn't even worth it like it's funny to me but it's not funny to anybody else i just wasted days worth of writing like not hours but days, <laughs> days worth of writing that's yeah. a very unsettling feeling so um yeah my my performance is kind of like you man just whenever i'm around other people it's, it's just like outcome outcome the jokes and things that i've been things that i've been thinking of yeah um and i get get an idea for what's funny and what's not and write and write, write it down and then uh, whenever i do get the chance to perform actual stand-up comedy great then i you know make sure that i'm well prepared for it, make the most of it. Do everything yeah. you're supposed to. You know, you record your set, go back over it, and um, look at where people were laughing, where people weren't, and mm-hmm. where, where why why were they not laughing? Did I not communicate it right, or is is yeah. it just not funny at all? Like what needs to what needs to change? Could I word it differently? Could I shorten it and get to the punchline a little bit sooner? You mm-hmm. know, and factor all those things in. But yeah, as far as performing stand up comedy, uh, man, it's it's been, it's it's it's, I I've just come to the realization that like yeah i can like i I could still perform virtually and over i was doing that for a while virtual Yeah, virtual performances yeah Yeah, and it's just not the same like you can do it but it's like okay am i am i better am i better off doing that and still trying to be a purist stand up the way that i was committed to doing before the pandemic yeah or is now a different season where it's like um, I'm gonna see better results doing something else for now and for this season. And, yeah, you know, still write ideas that come to because if you get an idea, you got to write it down. Oh, yeah, like you, like you, you cannot, yeah, like you have to write yeah. it down and get it on paper because yeah. you'll think you'll remember it, and you will not, and you will not remember it. Remember it. It's yeah. gone, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like to, uh, hey, 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 babe, remember this joke for me. Like uh, that, that doesn't work either. You yeah. know? So <laughs> like, like you, you, got, you got to get it, you got to get it down on paper. Um, but yeah, no. Right now, it's like, all right, we have a very rare opportunity at a point in time to um, to create jobs, you know, and, and to and to and to and to build this corporation with a vision that we that that we have for it. And uh, yeah, stand up's got to take a back seat, at least until I can get back in the clubs, and then we can start yeah. start supersetting that super-setting aspect that life my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that back in there.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like back to your earlier days of you know working that factory job, so you can keep your mind sharp yeah. <laughs> on other entrepreneurial things. It's just another thing now now you're doing the entrepreneurial thing but yeah thinking about yeah Yeah,
1: i've I've always i've I've always been criticized as being somebody that has a lot of irons in the fire or being or or being a jack of all trades or my my hockey coach described me i I was even in hockey too it was was like i was always playing different positions yeah and i was like coach what am i what where am i most useful on on the ice and he looked at me and he goes colt you're like a swiss army knife yeah just wherever we need you that that's what like, and i always got like decent ice time and good, and good yeah. ice time you know like i wasn't yeah. a bad player but like yeah. i just wasn't really good at one thing in particular yeah I, feel like I still have that same problem man <laughs> <It's> like, still, <laughs> to figure out. Yeah. yeah i'm still trying to find one thing yeah. to really nail down on but yeah. uh, i think i think it just changes and it's, it's dynamic with time you know what i mean uh, mm-hmm. I, I read something in I think it was meg meeker meg meeker's book she's a parenting author that we've, uh-huh. been, we've been um shredding through the parenting books trying to learn that new part of our lives but the point that she was saying was that you can have it all and you can do it all all these things that you want to do but you can't do it all at once so for, so if i'm focusing on stand-up it's like great i'm on, i'm focusing on stand-up and can i get better at bodybuilding yeah can i get better at other things yeah but to really make significant progress and when you really do have to nail down one aspect of your life and focus on it so right now it's superset your life.com nice cool
0: all right well i guess we can let's just close the show off with that uh so yeah superset your life.com and you're on instagram at colt milton right at colt milton at colt milton um yeah sure any anything else you want to plug in before we close that's pretty
1: much it we also have uh at superset your life which is our Instagram handle for supersetlife.com other than that that's where to find me cool all right thank you Colt you bet thank you yeah. Bud all right bye everybody